Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring at uh, North Node Astrology and NorthNodeAstrology.com. So thanks for coming by today. And today we're going to be talking about compatibility in charts, which is known as synastry when you compare two charts. That was a request from a listener. And also I've been having requests for readings. And I need to tell um, my listeners that it's on my, it's on my website, but right now I'm not doing readings. I'm taking some time off to do painting, and I'm in that don't know stage about when I'm going to get back to doing astrology readings. So um, you can always check back to northnodeastrology.com, and I will repost when I'm and doing readings. Um, people again, but not at the moment, just doing the paintings. So before we start, I wanted to say something uh, that I think is really important, and that is to be careful what you believe in astrologically. Um, I heard from a listener uh, who was talking to me. She was saying that she's scared of the Uranus square that is coming up at age 63 because she had such a difficult time around 59 going through her second Saturn return. And I said back to her, um, you know, you can think about that this is like a, a time of a breath of fresh air, this Uranus transit. It's wind beneath your wings. It's a chance to do something different. This is all uh, from my book called Astrology for the Third Act of Life. When I talk about these transits from actually the Uranus opposition on, uh, but I was really kind of quoting what I was discussing in the Uranus square at age 63. And I take a more positive look at things. And she had said, I... Um, heard so many terrible things about Uranus and the Uranus square. Um, and it's that's kind of like saying, I've heard terrible things happen when you make a change. Well, it's the spin that you put on things. It's the spin that you that you put on the idea of change. Or if there's wind beneath your wings, where are you going to go? What are you going to do with it? If you have a chance to do something different, do you know what it is? Um, but there is a breath of fresh air that comes at age 63. And I do talk about that in Astrology for the Third Act of Life. Um, you know, I wouldn't do astrology if I put an unempowering negative spin on things. And unfortunately, I know that there are astrologers who do have a kind of a negative attitude, um, but I don't. I think you have to look at the whole picture. Uh, even my new book, uh, South Node Astrology, Uncovering Your Soul's Karmic Inheritance, takes a neutral, if not positive, look at what could be the hardest part of your chart, which is the South Node. And here's a way to look at it. The, the, the South Node and the North Node are always intricate, intimately connected with each other. They are opposites, yet they're on the same axis. 
So I, you know, the first book I wrote was called North Node Astrology, Rediscovering Your Life Direction and Soul Purpose. And the last book was South Node Astrology. Because you truly can't separate them, they're always related. And if they are always related, like uh, contained in each other, like a yin-yang symbol, then you can't extricate one from the other. Uh, there is positivity and negativity and the full potential for all of it within the uh, nodes. And in a lot of the astrological transits, you're going to see this opposite uh, dance happening. Um, and I did talk about this in Astrology for the Third Act of Life, because in, in particular between Saturn and Uranus, these times go back and forth. You know, uh, Saturnian times, we are called to get out and do the work, and they, they are times of wanting to achieve through, through discipline some stability. Um, they can be um, times of trying to create the foundation for uh, the house of your soul. But it's not always easy. It can be hard. But then it, it yields very positive results, usually in the, in the long run. That's how you make a house. You make a strong foundation. But after the Ur uh, Saturn transit, then we have a Uranus transit. And that's saying, oh, okay, there's so much stability here. It's gotten... Uh, encrusted. We need a change. So Uranus comes along and says, okay, time time for something different. Time for this new look at things. So Uranus comes into our life and then it alternates back with, with Saturn uh, transits. So we see this movement um, through our life transits. They work together. And if you've been in a Saturnian time for a long time, um, allow the you know, it's a good idea to, to allow the disruptions or change of Uranus into your life. It's a chance to welcome it. All right, so that's sort of a preliminary, uh, but we're going to talk today a little bit more about when you take two charts, uh, your chart and a child's chart, your chart and a partner's chart, and you look at them together and you think, what is going on between these two charts? And this is something that I talked about in my book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. So we're going to dip into that today. All right, let's do it. Okay, so this is Elizabeth Spring, and today we're looking at the compatibility between two charts. And comparing compatibility uh, two charts is usually called synastry. And that is when we put, uh, astrologers will make a bi-wheel. In other words, we put one circular chart in the middle of the screen, and then we put another chart of the second person around the outside. And then we look at the conjunctions and the oppositions and the squares we we compare the two charts and it can be it can be a little bit tricky it's it's something that people usually uh, ask for a reading for something like that and 
So you have to know your astrology enough, but it's it, you can you can um, learn some very basic things by um, what I'm going to be talking about today, and you can do some of this yourself. There is another kind of a chart that is called a composite chart. Now that is when you take the charts of two people and and you make a new chart of the two of them. It's like the chemistry of the two people. What is it like together? And sometimes astrologers will do both. Um, but I have found that the, the comparison synastry chart to be the most helpful. Okay, so um, where to jump into this? It's As I said, it's it's not easy, and yet Yet it's not too difficult. Um, I do have a, a chapter uh, in my book, Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer, Chapter 9, where I, I'm, it's called Are We Compatible? Uh, Sex, Intimacy, and Red Flags. And I spoke about uh, some of the red and green flags that we see when we compare two charts. And for example, um, in fact, Carl Jung, the famous um, psychologist, uh, used to use astrology and did some uh, chart comparisons. And he noticed that if the sun sign of one person and the moon or the ascendant of the other person uh, were in the same sign, they were often very compatible because they had a way of approaching the world in the same way. Now, so basically, what do, what what do you do if you if you have um, if you want to start? The very first thing to do with two charts is uh, of the two people. You look and understand each chart first. And you look at the relationship potential for each person. Is it a, a chart that is perhaps um, a little bit more challenging for relationships? Um, so that might be a Mars-Venus square or opposition. And that's just within one person's chart. Or a Venus-Pluto aspect, uh, like a square or opposition um, so you look at what each person's chart tells you in terms are they more suited for a singular life than uh, than being comfortably in relationship or what do you know about this person what kind of things do they like what are they, what is their soul going towards in this life so an analysis of each chart first is is the, the first step. Then you put them to, together. You can do this uh, online if you have a, a chance to do a, a bi-wheel, or you can just take one per person's chart and put the planets of the other person around the outside of it so you see where they are conjuncting it and what house uh, does do the, the planets fall in. Um, so, for example, uh, let's say uh, in terms of sexuality, if you, you have a, 
Venus in Leo, let's say, and uh, you're looking at a potential partner, and this person has Mars in Leo, and it's fairly close, maybe within an orb of five degrees, you might say, hmm, okay, that's, that's a pretty juicy aspect between two people. Uh, even if it's, uh, no matter how it's related, you get Mars and Venus together in a square or in an opposition, you may be trying to work out those energies, and it can make for a very sexual relationship. So that's one thought. What about stability within a relationship? If you have a Saturn um, of one per person's chart aspecting the sun or the moon in the other person's chart, there will tend to be a stability that is brought in by that Saturn aspect. I often see that in a lot of long-term marriages, this Saturn. It's not necessarily depressing, it creates a stability. What is more challenging, um, but it's not undoable, are when you have some of the outer planet transits like Uranus and Pluto um, to, let's say, your personal planets, the, the Sun, the Moon, Venus, or Mars. Then the energies have to be engaged more between the two people to make it work. You have to bring things to consciousness more. Uh, so, for example, let's say your Mars conjuncts another person or is in relationship with another person's Pluto. Well, you're going to need to coordinate your energies, and this can create a powerful and deep relationship. Or is it going to be one person trying to overpower and manipulate another. That can be a hard aspect between two people. So it's not something that is uh, clear always. You have, because we have free will, um, we can make things work. We can set our sails in a direction. Uh, but if you've got a lot of unconsciousness in a relationship, it may falter under the stress of a challenging relationship. Um, my husband and I have what was traditionally a, a challenging aspect. In other words, his Saturn conjuncts my Mars. So in the old-fashioned astrology books, that they would say, oh, difficult relationship. The Mars person is going to want to do and to act, and the Saturn person is going to put the kibosh on it and say, no, don't want to do that, you know, uh, act out more of the Saturn. And in some ways, there could you could say there's a little bit more. I perhaps hold the initiating uh, parts of certain aspects of our relationship with that Mars energy, and he does hold some of the Saturnian energies, but together it creates a certain stability, uh, a compensating uh, aspect here, and it has worked out. So uh, 
I very much appreciate, <laughs> and I think he appreciates what we each bring to the table. So what you're looking at when you're questioning, what does this planet of mine do to another person? What is my Mars or Venus? How is it related to the other person, Mars and Venus? You bring the charts together, you look at them, see if, if they're square or in opposition or conjunct or trine. Um, you, I think if you've been following along on the, on the podcast, you know that uh, an opposition is a 180 degrees apart. A conjunction is within a five-degree orb joining each other. A square is 90 degrees and is an internal tension between two planets and a trine is 120 degrees and is a flow of energy. Now the other big factor to look at when you are doing a comparison chart or a synastry chart is what uh, what house do these planets fall in? Are they in the fourth house of home? Are they in the fifth house of creativity and children? Are they in the seventh house of relationships? So it's a it's a very big subject and it's not one that that we can talk about uh, and explain it without teaching a full course on it. But um, Stephen Forrest has a has a uh, very good book on this called Skymates. Love, Sex, and Evolutionary Astrology. And um, as I mentioned, I also have a book called Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. My book does not go into the synastry comparison um, as much as his does. But I think um, what you have to do to truly um, compare two charts is to honor the free will you have to of uh, each person to make something work if there is love, if there is a relationship. And lest I forget the nodes, which is my uh, niche within the astrological world, I think one of the most interesting things is uh, when one person's nodes, the south node or the north node, conjuncts another person's north or south nodes. Here is often a sign of a past life connection, a deeply meaningful relationship exists between the two people. Perhaps they've come back to um, do the unfinished business of the relationship, uh, or they've come back be because they they feel as if they know each other. There's maybe a deja vu um, feeling about the relationship. And if there is a nodal connection, uh, then you will see that that's, that's true. Um, so that's one, one of the things that I talk about. So um, I think that the best way to approach uh, chart comparisons is to understand your own chart first, then look at the other person's chart. And you can 
you don't have to get into the really complicated, um, more involved parts of it. You can look at the nodes. You can look at the sun and the moon and the ascendant, which is what Carl Jung did. And you can you can tell something, but don't approach it as um, any uh, faded. Uh, aspect. Uh, there is always free will. There is never a um, negative stamp upon a relationship be- between two people. You could say if there are red flags, they are there just to warn you to slow down, to proceed cautiously and with consciousness. Okay, so that's just a, uh, a little introduction to that and I hope that's been helpful for you today. Thanks for stopping by and uh, if you want to know more you want to might want to look at northnodeastrology.com uh, my website. All right bye for now. <music>